Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So how do you know when God has changed your heart? How do you know? In some cases, it's pretty easy. So if you're addicted to something and all of a sudden you have no desire, no bodily urges, you just don't want it, and then you don't think about it, that is pure freedom. (laughs) That is God changing your heart. That's pretty easy. And I've experienced that. Some of you may have a longer battle with that, but eventually God, as you continue to persist in your holiness, in virtue, in kicking that vicious, vice-like behavior out of your life, God will bring the feelings and the freedom and everything to associate with it if it's not like a big bang kind of thing that happened to me. Sorry, I used that big bang word. That seems weird. Mine was like a lightning strike at the end of my 33 days to morning glory. When I was done praying, I was healed. I didn't want it. Marijuana, by the way. I didn't want it. I didn't smoke it. I didn't want to buy it. I didn't think about it. Now you need to understand. I thought about it every day, all day. I made sure that I had my pot in my car. I had to make sure that I had it. If I was running out, I better go find some. And this was when it was illegal. I was making sure that I had it in my car so I could have it during lunch. I can have it on the drive home. If I was going 
to a party. I better have it in my car. I mean, this was how I lived. And when you don't think about it anymore, and you don't want it anymore, and you don't do it, can you imagine the freedom? There's pretty much no question when you know your heart has been changed with addiction. What about your heart being changed with resentment and lack of forgiveness? You know I've been dealing with someone who has hurt me. And in the beginning, I'm going to be honest with you, I relished in the justification and the anger. It's not like I was angry for nothing. There was a reason, and it was legit. But here's what you shouldn't do. Learn from me. (laughs) I lingered in it. I bathed in it. It became me. I thought about it all the time. It really boiled my blood. I could feel my heart beating. I could feel that kind of anger in my body. And I didn't bring God into it because I was enjoying it. I was enjoying hurting this other person by withdrawing any contact from them. What does that say? That's vicious behavior. That's vindictive. A lot of you may say, well, it's probably justified. They deserve it. Regardless, that's not ours to decide, remember? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And had I controlled my thoughts and gave them to Jesus and cast them out weeks before, I wouldn't have had that much work to do, if you understand what I'm saying. Because I would have immediately brought Jesus in. I would have immediately brought Mary in. And I would have offered it up and I would have started praying deliverance prayers and I would have fought the right fight. But I wanted to cause pain. Is pain really the word? I don't know. But I wanted that person to know, uh, 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 this is not, this is not cool. And I wanted to punish them. And you know what happens when we want to punish other people by doing viceful, vindictive things? We end up drinking the poison ourselves. And so that's what I was doing. And I remember looking back on those couple of weeks during my diets, not not diet, gosh, I can't even believe I said the D word because this has nothing to do with diet. But at the time, I was really digging in to what I was eating, shifting to keto, so I guess in the end, I was, I was focusing on that kind of stuff. But I also was changing and I was expecting my body to drop some weight as a result. And guess what? It gained weight as a result. I was even incorporating more exercise and probably eating less. But my body was in a state of stress. And when your body's in a state of stress, it's not going to be shedding weight. It's in survival mode. This is what we do when we're angry at people, when we're resentful at people, when we're frustrated. This is also what happens when we have sort of this lack of self-control, and I'll get there in a minute. 
but in the heart. When I finally brought God in and I said, okay, I can't, (laughs) if I keep going down this path, nothing is going to change. The more you don't go to God, the worse things get. So I pulled God in reluctantly because I didn't want to let go of it. But I did. I said, Lord, my mind has set itself straight and I need your help. I forgive this person. I do not want anything from this person. I, w- I just wanted to love them again. I just want to love them where they are and let this go. Lord, please help my heart change. So how long have I been praying that? For a long, long time. And I know lately God's been breaking through because I have these moments of compassion and I have these moments of me thinking about what I've done to other people, (laughs) which is in some cases way worse than what this person did to me. And I wanted that forgiveness and I would have felt horrible had I reached out to get something and that person just ignored me. So I'm sitting in mass this Sunday and it is a beautiful homily. Our priest is talking about our sins and our guilt and King David and how he committed all of these sins and then wrote all the Psalms and Psalm 51 was there and He was talking about the contrast to us who sin and sin and sin. And then Jesus, obviously, it was the gospel of him 40 days in the wilderness. And and Jesus is who we need to go to, who's going to eliminate that guilt, that shame, and that sin. Or that anger, that resentment, and that sin. Because it is a sin not to forgive everyone. So I'm waiting to receive Jesus in communion. And I'm just praying. And I have this physical, spiritual, emotional sensation in my heart. My heart starts to burn. And it starts to open. And the blood just pumps so hard. It's like my fingers were tingling. My body was electrified. I was on fire. I mean, I knew something was going on. And all I could do was think about this person and how all of the anger and the resentment was gone. There was just love and understanding that, you know what, this person is who they are. And they're broken and they just need love. And this is why they are the way they are. And so I'm called to love them. I'm called to forgive. If I don't forgive, God won't forgive me. But it was this, it wasn't a, you should do this in my mind. It was in my heart, everyone. I mean, I started tearing up. I couldn't believe it. I came home. I told my husband, he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I go, do you want to call that person right now? He's like, no. <laughs> so I, not for me to call and apologize, but, you know, to call and invite the person over and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm trying to be sly and not say who it is. I'm probably not doing a real good job about it. But 
This is what it means to have your heart changed. Your feelings will follow suit eventually. Look how long this has taken. From the end of December until now. And the last time it was like six plus months. But it happens and we just have to be persistent. And every time those thoughts come up, we have to stop, pause, pray, give it to God, give him those feelings, and then muster up the other feelings of love and compassion. And think about how you've hurt people and think about how everyone's broken and everyone's a child of God. And your emotions will slowly but surely change. I'm not sure you'll have the exact experience I had when my heart blew open. But you will know because your feelings will follow suit. So what about a temptation or some other vicious behavior that you have that you do, not other people do to you? Maybe you're angry or you fly off the handle or you're too judgmental or you are the one that has issues, not addictions, but maybe you have a stronghold or something holds on to you. Maybe you're addicted to things like your phone and you completely ignore your family or you're not a real good person in your state of life, being single, religious, married. When your heart changes in that situation, it's kind of the same process. You start to be aware of the anger and then you sit with God and you sit with Jesus. You're like, Lord, help me understand where this is coming from. Maybe a process of you with Jesus in prayer that you go through some traumatic event in your life or something. You're, you have a root cause of these vicious types of behaviors. And in a lot of cases, it's trauma. Or in other cases, it just builds up over the time because you've trained yourself, you've programmed yourself to react in anger or judgment or whatever. Same process. When those feelings come up, stop, pause, pray, cast them out, offer them up to Jesus, pay attention, and then ask the Lord to change your heart. Change any guilt that you have. That's the other aspect of it. When the guilt is gone from the sin that you've committed or from the vices that you're committing or the shame, that's when you know God's changed your heart because he has taken off our own judgments of ourselves Many of us still have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And that is something that we should be offering up and not allowing ourselves to feel either. We've got to stop that. We have to remember we've went, we've went, we've gone to confession. God forgave us. We need to forgive ourselves. And if we don't, guess what? It's the exact same thing as if we don't forgive others, God's not going to forgive us. So the same thing applies to us. It goes back to paying attention and not allowing your thoughts and feelings 
to drag you down this little rabbit hole of anger, despair, pity, anxiety, frustration, fear, flipping it around, casting out that spirit, giving it to God in an offering, and then changing your attitude, lifting the spirit of God within you, start thanking God, being grateful. That's how you change your state of being. You don't allow, oh gosh, excuse me, that burp came out of nowhere. (laughs) Whoops. Wow, I couldn't help that one. And I don't even know how to edit, so that's staying in. Sorry, everyone. All right, so (laughs) where was I? That really, really emptied my mind. Oh, darn it, everyone. (sighs) Okay. All you have to do is pay attention. Stop. Here, I'm repeating. Stop. Cast out the spirits. Give it to God. And then start changing your attitude to gratitude and thankfulness. And thank you, God, for making me aware of this. Be, be like overly thankful because a lot of times we don't even think about when we get in these states of anger and frustration or just fear and depression or whatever, and we just sit there and we mull in it. So when God makes you aware of it, thank him for that. That's awesome. And then your spirit will lift. You will be physically, spiritually, emotionally different. Trust me. And then you will know when that stays. That stays with you. This calm peace. You can bring up a person, place, or thing. You can put in front of me my stronghold, my addiction, the thing that I want to do, and I won't have that desire, that urge, that hold on me. And you'll have this freedom and this empowerment and this peace. And it takes time and persistence. So do not give up. Another sign. What did you do yesterday? We were what? Three days in? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, a little bit more. Sorry. Did you do what you gave up on Sunday? Because you can. I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty. But you can do. Let's say you're giving up alcohol like me. I could drink on Sunday because it's a feast day. It's a solemnity. That's why the 46 days actually goes to 40. How we come up with 40 days is kind of a weird story, but that's how we do it. Now, I didn't have any desire. In my mind, I am not going to drink until Easter and maybe even not. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a stronghold on me right now with this. I don't have a desire. I have a, what, almost a half a bottle of wine open sitting in my refrigerator. I'm not drinking it. I'm probably going to pour it out because six weeks from now, it's not going to be so good. But again, this is the difference. This is why I think this Lent for me on this journey that I'm on where God is finally connecting these dots that I feel, wait, 
wait, maybe this is the change of heart that I need. And I'm not moping through every night. I am totally the same person laughing and hanging out with my husband, doing the same thing, cooking dinner. We got into this new Netflix series, designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland. And boy, we really, it's really a good, it's a good one if you haven't seen it. So I feel God's changing my heart that I don't need to drink to have fun at night. That's it. It's crazy. So if you had this desire and this stronghold and you were like, okay, I can have it. I'm going to have it. Then maybe you're not there yet, but that's okay. (laughs) It is a process. Remember, remember how long it took me just for the forgiveness thing. There are, there were other things that I was doing in my life that took years. So that's the whole point. We're in this. Why not put your whole soul, mind, and body into this Lent. I mean, just give it all to God and then take all those thoughts and those bodily urges and all that stuff and stop, pause, pray, cast them out, pray and offer it to God. Change your attitude, change your thoughts into beautiful thank you and gratitude and And think about your future when this thing is behind you and get excited about it. And then give it to God and let God do it in his timing and his way. And just watch. But again, God says we should watch. Be vigilant. Vigilant. Don't just be passive in your life. Don't just go back to your auto program. It's really cool as you see how you can reprogram everything. And again, with Jesus, it's so much better, so much easier. Let's go back to prayer. Maybe prayer is something that you did and you're not wanting to do it. Or maybe it's going to daily mass, or maybe it's going to adoration every day, or praying the rosary every day. And these things are not normal in your life. You're uncomfortable, and you don't like it, and your body is screaming, and your mind is going 100 miles an hour, and you can't handle it. Keep doing it. Same thing. Offer those feelings to God. And by the way, master your stinking body. Your mind rules your body. Your body does not rule your mind. So if you've made the decision to do this, then do it. Pull the reins back. Pull the leash back on the dog of your body. I mean, you got to start looking at your body like, uh uh-uh. Not today. Not with me running the show. You've been running the show for so long. I'm done with that. And then go through the same process, right? (laughs) Cast them out. Stop, pause, and pray. Cast them out. Offer to Jesus. Thank Jesus. Change your attitude. All of that. And then sit there and keep praying. And you will notice that your heart 
will calm down. Your body will calm down. You call on Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help you pray or to help you go to daily mass. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to daily mass. And then they don't because their body was used to doing something else and didn't want to sit in silence like that. Even going to mass for people sometimes is very silencing. Silencing. It's uncomfortable because of the silence. (laughs) That didn't make any sense. Okay, I'm getting long here. So don't be impatient. God is going to change your heart. It is a process. And there's a reason he hasn't done it already. Because you have to be willing to have him do it. He knows our hearts, everyone. And that's where I came (laughs) from. Nah, I really don't want your help, God. No, I really want to kind of linger in this, God. Oh, God, I can't keep lingering in this. This isn't, this is doing me no good. I can't get out of this, monk. I can't even see good in this person right now. This is not good. So God, come back. (laughs) I need you for this. And I kept giving it to him and I kept thinking, changing my thoughts toward this person. And that's when God slowly changed my heart. But me trying to do that in the first couple of weeks might have been completely fruitless because my heart wasn't there. I didn't want to let it go. I've done this with wine to God. I've (laughs) I've made many a video where I you know, put my hand up in the air with white knuckles around the wem, the wem, the wem. This is what I was going to say. Wine glass stem came to wem in my mind. (laughs) Holding the wine glass stem with white knuckles, like, Lord, I'm giving it to you. And he's like, you got to let it go. I'm like, I am, but I have a grip on it, a death grip. And Jesus is like, I can't take it from you if you won't give it to me freely from your heart. So that is also part of the process where we have to fight through what I just did, what I just told you. So stop the madness. Stop killing yourself with your thoughts. Go ahead, uh, check out Catholic Stand today and my relevant radio talk this morning at 6.30 talking about how to live in the present moment. Because when we do, we can identify this stuff, we can stop it, and we can actually reprogram our minds, our souls, and our bodies with God, of course, because we need his help. All right, let's pray briefly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, our Creator, our majesty, you can do anything in our lives. We need our hearts changed, Lord. We're tired of it. We don't want to feel this resentment and depression and anger. We don't want to feel this lack of control and this addictive type of personality. We don't want to feel off-put by sitting in prayer with you or that Doing things that are for you are not fun. We'd rather do other things. 
Lord, please help us to come to you and to rest with you and to ask you into our hearts to heal everything. Mary, we ask that you take this petition to Jesus. This is one of our biggest prayers. Everything comes from the heart, our thoughts, our words, our deeds, and we need our hearts to be changed from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh, into the heart of Jesus and you, your immaculate heart, Mary. Holy Spirit, you are with us in our heart every moment. We call out to you now, and we will call out to you all day, every day, to transform us and to sanctify us. And please, guardian angel, give us the messages and help us be aware when these things come up so that we can stop, pause, and pray and bring the Lord into our hearts. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. <sighs> what a ride. What a journey. God's got this. So do you. You and God got this. <laughs> I hate to say it in any other way but that. Just be aware today. Pay attention to what's going on. And the minute you have a non-God-like feeling or thought, cast it out. Offer it up to Jesus and it will become second nature. You will, you will have your heart changed because God will say, hey, you're actively participating. Clearly you will this. We gotta participate, guys. Lots of us, <laughs> lots of us think that, oh, God's just supposed to do it all, but we need to help life and Christianity is not a, a, a spectator sport. Like, we got to get in the game. God helps those who help themselves. And even if it's not where we are, mind, you know, like if you don't, like my wine thing, right? Lord, take it, Lord, take it. But I don't want to let it go. Then I need him to help me change my heart. And he'll do that. He's doing that. There's no way I wouldn't have had a wine at any other Lent in my entire life so far. Why is this different? Because he's changing my heart. Okay, gosh, another 30-minute one. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right, get on with your day. It's a Monday. Be grateful. Be joyful. Be loving. Be patient. Be kind. Be generous. Be pious. Don't forget. Be faithful. I mean, there's a lot of things, but you know what? The more you think about those and the more that you conjure those feelings up and you think about, you know, yesterday I came out of mass. I couldn't stop smiling because of that entire experience. I went to the grocery store to pick up some avocados and I'm talking to people. I'm saying hi to people. I mean, I'm like, hi, how are you? I was talking to this little girl. I was chatting with a guy in the parking lot. I mean, I was so on high. Like without being on drugs and without drinking alcohol, I was so grateful. I felt God's love. 
I wanted for nothing. My life was so complete and I just wanted everyone to see that love. Come on. I couldn't help it. I couldn't, I should say, I couldn't stop it if I tried. I couldn't help being that way. I didn't conjure it up. This is what happens when we are filled with the spirit of God. And then it comes through us and we become a different person. And I was lighter and I was, oh, I can't even tell you. And that is the other side, people. The other side is great. Don't you forget what it's going to be like on that other side where that person has no stronghold on you and you think about them and all you do is just maybe have a little pity on them and love. Or that place that you think about or that event that happened or that your prayer and the more and more you pray and the more you do these things that calm your mind and you connect with God, God's going to continue to draw you toward it. Your heart will change. There will be awesome days in prayer where you'll be like, whoa, what was that? And that'll keep you coming back. And then it will become something where you, you can't start your day without prayer because it's it's bad without prayer. The day that you start without prayer, it becomes a little crazier. You are less focused. You're less calm. You're a little bit more frustrated. You're a little more snippy. Things are not the same. Okay, now I'm at 31 minutes. I gotta go. <laughs> I love you all. I seriously do. I will try to put a link in the description for my article and my Relevant Radio interview. I don't know if it'll be up yet. It may not be. Just go to relevantradio.com, search morning air, and it was this morning's at 6.30. Okay, you got this, you got this, you got this. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.